prayer. Not everyone at once. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord. We just welcome everyone here tonight, and we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, here. And as we come together and as we open up whatever we're going to talk about, Lord God, we just um, invite you in and whatever we're going to discuss. This is all open ended. Um, yeah, just have your way, Lord God, with us and encourage us to speak what you've put on our individual hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I want to start off with a, with a couple of questions for you guys. Um, I want you to ask yourself these, these two questions. Tell you one first, then think about it. So, first question: Have have you obeyed Jesus? So just think about it. Like, have you? Yes or no? And then the next question: um, What have you done that He has said to do? If you think you said yes to the first one, what have you done? he has said to do. Are you talking about today? In your life of being a Christian. Right. So have you obeyed Jesus? Is it yes or no? If it's no, then next question is irrelevant. Hmm. And the next question, what have you done that he has said to do? If you said no to the first one, could the second one be like, what could you do? Yeah. Sure. Good. Does anyone want to share any of those things that you're thinking or talking right now? It's not really a yes or no answer, is it? Isn't it like maybe like sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well then then it's a yes, yes. And then what then what did you do? That was that yes. Up so many things. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I did a paddle toe yeah. song about Jesus this week. I'm wondering whether one of the answers is like believing in the one. You know, it's like. I mean, there's a there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of answers. Yeah, there's a lot of answers. Yeah. One answer might be the, the not so much the doing, but the believing. Okay. Believing in. Okay. Yeah. Jesus says, "If if you if you love me, you obey my commands." So oh. that means that his commands are pretty. There's there's two: love God with all your heart and love people. Yeah. All right. There's not ten commandments anymore. There's two: love God and love people. That's it. Mm -hmm. And all that, all the ten commandments and all the other commandments in the old covenant, and everything are wrapped up in that. If you can do that, then you can do them all. <laughs> so. Anyone have any any thoughts on that? If I'm asking myself that, I'd ask, "What have I done that Jesus has said to do?" 
first of all, we have to know what Jesus said to do. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know, this whole, I feel like this whole topic of, of doing has really been on my heart so big this last whole year. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a couple things uh, that Jesus commanded us to do, told us to do. First of all was repent. Mm-hmm. Repent for the kingdom of God is near, right? And repent and be baptized and you shall be saved, right? So you have to repent. Repent means like turning back, like turning around. You're going this way, go back that way. Go back the right way, turn around. Turn, turn from the evil and turn to good, which you are and which God is. It's, it's making a choice to not continue the way that you're going. It's not just saying sorry. That's what a lot of Christians think it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. And then they, they, a couple days later, they do it again. Oh, I'm sorry, God. Like, no, you're not actually sorry because you're not. You're continuing to do it, you know? Once you know you're sorry is when you are not going back that direction. When you get pulled, you're like, no. And you just keep going, you know? Well, I, I think they're still sorry, but they're not repentant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be two different. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. I'm I'm saying saying sorry isn't repentance. Yeah. It's yeah. they can still be sorry for what they did. Yeah. But they haven't repented. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, another thing is deny yourself. So that doesn't mean that you just like you have no pleasure in this life and you just like I'm just I'm just gonna fast and I'm just gonna pray and I'm just gonna tell people Jesus that's it and that's my life and I'm just that's all I'm going to do and just I'm going to take all my desires and throw them over there. I'm not going to do that. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about de- denying that that old nature before he got saved. Those desires, those evil desires for selfish living. Me first before someone else. So we all were there at one point. <laughs> We're all there. I prefer to do this for me, and I'm not going to do this over here because my time is more valuable to do whatever I want to do or whatever. I'm going to take that last candy in the candy jar, that last piece of chocolate, so my brother or sister doesn't get it, you know? Like, <laughs> that stuff. That's understandable, the chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 if you're having that conversation then it probably is sinning <laughs> is this really sin I don't know <laughs> uh, probably if it's too many it starts getting there, like gluttony or something and then, yeah <laughs> uh, another one is love your enemies do we love our enemies or do we just ignore them we just hate them <laughs> well that's that's even worse yeah, you know what I mean. Like burning coals on the head. <laughs> but like that's what that's what people do. Like they, instead of obeying what Jesus says, love your enemies. They just ignore them completely. Don't think about them. Don't talk about them. Get them out of your life. Don't return their phone calls. You know, just indifference towards them, which is not love. It's something else. Jesus also said, "Love like He loves." 
right? So that's how did Jesus love people? He, in the end, he gave his life to show how much he loved them. It's on his car. Like that should be, never should be a, a question in a Christian's life. Does Jesus love me? Just look at the cross. <laughs> he, he did that for you. Yes, he loves you. Yes, doesn't matter what you're doing or what you did or what you're about to do. Like he loves you. anyone thinking yes I've done some of those yeah, things I just, as you're going I'm going I can remember a time when I did that and I can remember a time when I did that and I can remember a time when I should have done that and didn't do that and, yeah um, like just where it says love your enemies like we had when we first started in business we had some competition in town and the wife was just nasty she was just nasty and yet we had to come into meetings with her and come into contact with her. And we just had to, we, we had to love her. Mm. You know, we had mm. to treat her with respect and talk to her and that sort of stuff. But she was just a wicked woman, wasn't <laughs> 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 she? Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. And then not long after that, my, the guy who was, I trained up and was my two IC, yeah. he started his own business in opposition against me as well. Like, mm. I was like, I felt like I was stabbed in the back, and then yeah. we had kept you know, for months. We had these horrible situations where we turn up at the same job, or run into each other, or have conflict over the phone. And, and I just went one day. I said, "I can't do this anymore." You know, so I rang up and said, "Al, let's go down to the pub and have a beer and have a shake hands and have a talk about it." Mm. So we did. Went down, had a beer, shook hands. We've been best mates ever since. Yeah. You know, and that was like that. That was God. That was totally God. Yeah. You know, because I couldn't do it in my own strength. Yeah. You know, but God turned it around. You know, yeah. He made something good out of what was something bad. You know. Yeah, that's cool. And and there's so many things. You know, you do things every day that sometimes you do. Are you obedient? And sometimes you're disobedient. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't even think about what you're doing. Mm. Like that, that's me. You know. It's good. And then there's the, these are all, these are all commands in, in one scripture, or in three scriptures, one after another. Um, have you made disciples? Have you baptized people? Have you been teaching these new disciples to do the things that the first disciples did? All those things, Matthew 28, called the Great Commission. All those things. These are all not suggestions from Jesus, commands to do. You have to do these things. <laughs> the sign of a believer, the sign of someone who believes, is that they will cast out demons and heal the sick and raise the dead and, and all these things that we mentioned deny themselves and love their enemies and love people and all that stuff like that's, uh, I find sometimes we we kind of I don't know block that word out of our head like it's a bad word like when when God says command like he doesn't say command he just says it the way it is like do this do this like you will do this if you believe this is what you'll do 
and it will walk walk itself out and work itself out in your in your life when you believe so I kind of titled this uh, this whole thing I'm talking direct. about direct <laughs> well Jesus is totally direct there's no gray area it's just mm. black and white yeah. I kind of titled this don't harden your heart mm. so we're going to go into that why and now uh, Okay, so, anyway, sorry. I don't want to rush ahead, but... Does anyone else have any, anything else? What are, you, what are you thinking when you hear that? The, like, the questions and all those things that Jesus commanded, what are, you, what are you thinking? Are you thinking condemning thoughts right away? Oh, I should be better, I should have done that, I should have done this. Or are you thinking that this is, I can do these things? If Jesus told me to do them, he gave you the power and the authority and everything to go ahead and do them. You're like, then you can be excited. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, it seems a bit daunting and overwhelming. Yeah. But if we just lay our lives down, yeah. you know, he, it, it happens. Yeah, yeah, totally. We were only discussing it this morning, weren't we, about the disconnect between what we read in the Bible, what Jesus commands to do, and what we actually see today. Yeah. And like, mm. okay, well, what what's the issue? And the issue is my unbelief. Because mm. if I actually believed that I could do that, then I would just do it. Yeah. You know, and it, and 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 we'd want to do it. I want yeah. to do it. Yeah. Just. And it's like Jesus saying, just do it. Yeah. Like you have the power in you. I live in you. Just trust me and do it. Mm. And it's almost like, okay, but like the fear of man, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know. That's right, because I said, you know, if we really had the revelation of what Jesus did on the cross for us, if we really got that, the love, nothing else would really matter. You mm. wouldn't worry about what people think or, or whatever. It's like, you know, you talk about love, like Jesus' love. If you really loved people, you would want them to know what you know. Yeah. You know, because when, you, when you're alone with God and you have, you know, these times of worship and the presence of God is awesome and you think this is so good, how wonderful life is, and yet it's not just for you, like mm. it's not just for me. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, like... And, but how do you get it out there? How do you, you know, have some of this? Hopefully we can address that tonight. That's, that's, my, that's what I'm going through. That's my disconnect. It's good. Mm. Were you going to say something? Oh, I think Stuart summed everything that I was All right. thinking. Put it right into the right words for me. Okay. Um, I was thinking of uh, this week as well to go along with this. Like... Um, what did Jesus leave behind when he died? Because he said to the disciples, it's better that I go. Right? Can you think of anything that he left behind for, for humanity? There was a wasn't there? Holy Spirit. Peace. <laughs> no, so, Jim said something about a cloth that he held for... Well, it's his burial clothes. Yeah, there was something... But that, 
that's not what you're on about. No. no. Okay. Not, not dead man's clothes. No. no. <laughs> okay. No, he did, though. He it's did. Correct. He did. <laughs> it's correct. But yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, I was looking this up uh, this week as well that, you know, like, what do we call the. Uh, how do I say it without saying it? Um, from Matthew to Revelation, what do we call that? The New Testament. The New Testament, right? And what is. So there was an old covenant, covenant and then there's a new, a new covenant. So there's covenant and there's testament, right? So the new covenant is the New Testament, right? Yeah. It's, it's in there. It's in there, you know, like the, the New Testament is, oh, I'll, I'll just read what I have. <laughs> You're <being around> the <laughs> uh, so what Jesus left is a new will in Testament. Okay, so when someone, it talks about this in Hebrews a lot and goes, goes on about it, how, how it is a Testament, the New Testament of what Jesus left behind, which is, which is the new covenant. Is that he, his words, his words, which will never pass away, and he left the Holy Spirit who reveals, reveals them and reminds us what he has said and what he's saying. So it's, you know, when you have a will, uh, if you leave a will for your daughter, when can she... <laughs> but when can she reap the benefit of that right when we die when you die and only when you die right yeah. and only when you die so only when Jesus had died then the new covenant was put into place yeah. you know and only then could anyone reap the rewards of, of his what he, what he left behind Yeah, yeah, correct. Awesome. Yeah. Glad you put that. In. Yeah, yeah. So generally, it starts at the end of, at the end of the Gospels. You know when Jesus dies, like that's the new covenant. The rest is still old. Like I Jesus if lived in. Anybody saw the veil actually tearing? Mm. Like obviously because, I must have noticed it because it's mm. written down. But would have been noisy. Well, they did in the movie. <laughs> in the Passion. <laughs> yeah. well, it would have been only the high priest or, or one of the priests at that yeah. time that would be allowed in there. Yeah. It? Apparently it was like super thick. Yeah. Not yeah. just like a blanket. Like. Yeah. And it's top from, from top to bottom. From top to yeah. bottom. So yeah. no, one, awesome. no one can rip it from top to bottom. No. <laughs> you know? yeah. From bottom to top, that's how they would rip it. Because right? yeah. how high was it as well? That that's what I'm trying to get across. It's kind of it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. Like his his new will and testament. His new will is the new covenant. So the yeah, it they're kind of the same. Testament's a testimony. Yeah. So Jesus, that's all the, the Old Testament, and the New Testament is Jesus' testament. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's and then the, the covenants. I would have thought they were quite different. Well, like the because the, the testaments, like you know, telling the story basically. Yeah. This is how it is. Yeah. That the covenant is um, mm. that um, yeah, that's good. the deal between mm. God and yeah. man, basically. Yeah. yeah. What's the scripture that says, Miss Ali, you a new covenant that you, what's that scripture that you um, love one another and. Oh, it's commandment, not covenant. Miss Ali, the new commandment. But isn't there, like he says, I'm leaving you... Mm-hmm. But is the covenant a promise as well? Like, you know how, like, when God put the rainbow in the sky... Yeah. And he said, this is my everlasting covenant yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, it's, oh, it's yeah. promises. Yeah. yeah, there's promises in the covenant. Yeah. It's part and of the covenant. Yeah, so the new covenant is obviously, uh, I don't have the scripture reference here, but it says that, that Jesus fulfilled the old covenant. He didn't remove it, he fulfilled it. So it's still there, but it's all fulfilled, so we don't have to do the sacrifices and stuff that we did, or we never did, what the people did back, back in that time. So that's pretty awesome. I'm glad we don't have to sacrifice yeah things all the time or else this place would be like a slaughterhouse instead of <laughs> what it is you know <laughs> yeah um sorry that that was just a, a side note anyways that testament thing but uh, i want to go to uh john 14 uh, verse 16 to 17 it says i will ask my father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you he is the holy spirit I'll just question what did Jesus leave when he died. Uh, Who leads into all truth. So he leads us into all truth. Whatever truth you've ever gotten and received, the Holy Spirit has led you to it. The world cannot receive him because it's not looking for him and doesn't recognize him. So when I'm saying the world, that means anyone who's not a Christian. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So now he's in us because he's coming and we believe in him. And then in uh, John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's one thing that Jesus gave. Um, you know, Jesus also gave gifts. Mm. And that's not like the, not the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but Jesus gave gifts as well. Uh, Jesus sent out his believers to multiply themselves as Christians, which means, you know what Christians mean? What the word Christian means? Follow of Christ or Christ-like one. Christ-like one. So someone who's like Christ. So this is why Jesus sent out his disciples. Like he had the best, um, what do you call it, discipleship program. He's like, watch me. I'll go do it. Watch me, observe. Do that for a long time. And then he's like, okay, now you come with me and we'll do it together. Instead of just observing from far away. 
and then you send them out two by two. You do it yourself. I give you power and authority to cast out all over all power of the enemy and every demon or whatever. And then they did that. And then there was one circumstance where they couldn't, they couldn't cast out the demon. And what did Jesus do? He just rebuked his disciples. You unbelieving bunch. Like, how long am I going to be with you? Like, he, Jesus never rebuked anyone else but his own disciples, you know? Like, he told them, like, I gave you everything you need, and you still don't believe, you know? Didn't he rebuke the Pharisees, though? Like, didn't he call them the brood of vipers, or was that John? Oh, both. That might have been. <laughs> both. <laughs> That's pretty rude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, you know, oh, I love that. That whole thing, that's a whole nother message, but like, you know, Jesus never sinned, right? He never did anything out of anger or or anything. And he's calling people snakes and scorpions and like, he's son of a snake. Like, we say something else nowadays, son of a something else. And, <laughs> and like, people, if I said that to people now, like, like that's a sin. Jesus said it, he didn't sin. Our view of what's right and wrong, mm. if we look at that one example right there, like, whoa, what? What are you talking about? He's trying to shock them into reality. Mm. Like, this is what, this is actually what you are. Like, he's, he's referring to the devil, mm. or he's talking about the son of the snake. Mm. And they knew that. I know that the devil's represented as, as a snake. Yeah. That's a bit of off topic there. But yeah, there was a whole page of it. I remember reading it not long ago and I was like, he just, Jesus just kept going and going and going and mm. going and yeah. going. And I was like, wow. He was really rebuked. <laughs> well, they must have been so hard on themselves that he was just like going at them with a hammer. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, breaking them. Well, the thing is, Jesus always, to, to anyone who wanted to be justified by the law, he spoke law to them. Mm. Like, Pharisees wanted to be justified by, by what they did. Mm. Right? And he just spoke the law. But anyone who came to him, like, pleading, like, help me, help me, I can't do it. Like, son of David, help me. He gave him grace. Mm. You know, and that's what he wanted. But if people, like, even the rich young ruler... He came up to him and said, what do I have to do to enter the kingdom of heaven? He said, you do this, you do this. Oh, I've done all this. I've done that. And what, what else do I have to do? He's like, sell all your stuff and give it to the poor and come follow me. And he went away sad because he just wanted to be justified by what he did as well. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just showed him, you love your money more than you love me. I was just thinking, that's certainly highlighting that issue to him, isn't it? Yeah. You just got to just give up all of that. Just give up everything. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just. <laughs> yeah, I'm just slightly highlighting that as an issue in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. They don't even know the guy's name. It's just the rich young ruler. Yeah. You know? And he looked at him, and the scripture says he looked at him, you know, with love afterwards. And yeah. He was walking away, so. Mm. Yeah. 
want to read Ephesians 4, verse 7. It says, yet grace, oh, sorry. However, he has been given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led crowd, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Let's talk about Jesus. Notice it says, uh, he ascended. That clearly means that Jesus Christ also ascended. Ah, oh, sorry. I'll just keep reading. Uh, and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I just wanted to highlight that. Just, I don't really want to go into that. Just to highlight the things that he, Jesus left when he died. Um, And uh, kind of the the first uh, first questions that I asked there, like what uh, have I obeyed Jesus, and what have I done that He has said to do? And I feel like God spoke spoke this to me a little while ago, last week sometime. Was you know the, the scripture says that if, you, that if you believe in your heart or that you believe in your heart. So I'll just read it, Romans ten nine. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So we believe in our heart. But a lot of times what we wanna do or what we try to do is believe in our head. So when Jesus says something, go and do this, go make disciples, go lay hands on sick, go love your enemies, whatever it is, we're trying to figure out how or the right circumstance or a million different things like, oh, I don't want to do this now or I'm afraid or whatever it is. And, and I feel like if we just, if we just bypass the head, mm. like we know God says he's written the word on our hearts yeah. where we believe. So you know it, it confirms that that like when I see someone who has crutches, like I know God says heal the sick. So that's never a no. Never. Never a no. It's a command from God. I should do it. You know? I don't have to ask God. I don't need to move from the Holy Spirit. I don't need to see an angel, I don't need any of that. I, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. I'm talking about me. I know. Mm-hmm. So when I don't do that, then I feel it. You know, like, oh, God. Help me, God. I want to do that, you know? But uh, I feel like that's, that's something that he's really been putting on my heart lately. It's like, to just like, when you see what God would change in a situation, do it. Don't take thought of it. Take action. 
that's the, probably the, the best description I can say. I, I remember one time I was, I was in the mall somewhere on, on the Gold Coast and I was having the same conversation with God about, about praying for the sick people. And, and I was walking out of the, the toilets and down the big hallway, you know, <clears throat> and just uh, right when I got out of the hallway, there was this girl with crutches right there. And I just seen her out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Just like talk to her right away, just small talk. And then we got, we got talking, I prayed for her, and she got totally healed. She got totally healed right there. She was telling me she was going in that day or the next day, I forget, to the doctors to, to do something, I forget. And, and yeah, I prayed for her a couple seconds, and I asked her, how's that feel? And she's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I don't, feel, I don't feel any pain anymore. And she was just like, and then I was like so just like, I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> in that in that situation, I would, I just told her something. Jesus loves her, something, then just went away. Just I went about doing my day, whatever I was doing. After I was like, man, I should have just let her Jesus or took her crutches or something, you know? Like that would have been a good story. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like that's the a really big thing, and I feel we we have to make a choice that when we see when we see what God would change in any situation do that change be that change don't take thought of it take action mm-hmm. we have to do it so just um, one thing that occurred to me Jesus didn't really go out of his way to heal people though, did he? like they came to him yeah, yeah. and Jesus said it says too like the Bible tells us, as you go, do these things. So yeah. as you go about your day. Yeah. You don't have to, you can. I mean, that's so far advanced for most Christians. For someone to purposefully go, I'm going to go out to the streets and find someone to, who's sick and heal them. Like, that's, you're, you're like far beyond most Christians in every church to do something like that, let alone doing it when well, you're out amongst your day and doing what you're doing. Like, the easiest place to, to have enough courage to do something like that is in church, and people still don't do it in church. Mm-hmm. You know? Unless the pa- pastor says, okay, now everyone turn around, talk to the person behind you, tell them about Jesus. If they're yeah. sick, pray for them. And, you know? Mm-hmm. My foot's healed. My foot about time. Healed. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, praise foot. God. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. How did that come about? Just believing the word. And it just went away one day? It just went away, yeah. 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 Nice. So I've been walking like crazy. <laughs> just awesome. like walking, so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Did you say, did you, did you say anything or did you? Well, that I just, because um, I, I sh- shared last week. scriptures in there was um, that he has put everything under our feet mm. <laughs> and um, I just kept the, the Lord just kept showing me that scripture over and over mm. and um, I, I just really so I just stood on the word and, yeah, mm. and just 
それは。うん。うん。そうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうはい。Heals me if I'm healed in that moment, then that's going to be a thing in my head. Oh, okay, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. This thing is a thing that works. And then I turn it into a method, and, and God doesn't want that. He wants me to rely,、mm-hmm. to be in faith, and to continue, and to fight, and to do what He says.、Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a, lo- a lot of different circumstances like that, but like, it's always God's will to heal. For every circumstance, everywhere. Like Jesus prayed, everyone for, ever prayed for got healed.、Mm-hmm. Every person. You mean in that situation, I just, it was just believing God's word. Yeah, exactly. Where we are, that we've been redeemed, that we are redeemed. Yeah. So just as we are forgiven, we are also healed. Like everything that came into the world through sin, we've been redeemed out of all of that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Action, the action that you take is to declare it and believe it and not waver, right? Yeah, yeah. And、I、to focus on the Lord, you know, keep the focus on Jesus and not on the, the, the problem. Yeah. I've noticed many times in the Bible, how many times Jesus says to people, you know,、um, uh, you know your faith has healed you.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there are several times where. Jesus just said to the person, and the person who was sick was a long way away. Yeah. You know, and like the, was the centurion said, Look, don't, don't come to my house.、Yeah. You don't need to come to me, just say the word. Yeah. You know, and I know that my servants have been healed. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't even have to go anywhere near him. <laughs> you know? you know? But that was the faith of the centurion. Yeah. That healed. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the few times Jesus said that he marveled at someone's faith.、Yeah. And you know why that was that he marveled at his faith? It's because he, was, he wasn't even a Jew. No, he, was he wasn't、good. under the covenant. <laughs> he wasn't one of God's people. Like, you need great faith、yeah. to believe in a God that <laughs> <laughs> you're not a part of.、Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You、well, need that.
And it's like, he's talking about the, the people of Israel, right? The Jewish people, right? And it's like, this guy believes like this. And you're not believing this. And you're under covenant. Yeah. You're in covenant with God. He grew up with God. He grew up, you know what he says, his promises, his everything. Like, and you don't talk like this. You're, this guy doesn't even need, he's like, you don't have to come to my house. You don't even go there. You, you just talk. And that's enough. Like, like that guy believed so much in Jesus. And uh, what was it? there's so many stories like that. The lady who grabbed the hem of his garment, like just needed to touch him. If she would have believed, if I could just see him, then she would have got healed. It would have been the same thing. Yeah? So whatever you believe, that's what, what you get. I think for us too, like if we can believe that we're forgiven, it's the same as we can believe that we're healed. Yeah. Same as if we pray for someone and they lead them to the Lord. And we believe that they're forgiven. Mm. Well, we can do the same when we pray for them to be healed. Yeah. Believe that they're healed. Because it's the mm. same, isn't it? It's the same. I mean, yeah. like, I was thinking about that the other day. I think I talked about a little bit last week. How, like, when I got saved and... I I didn't I didn't know much of, of anything about the Bible or what God wanted or anything. I didn't say some particular spiritual prayer or whatever. I said, God, my life sucks. Give me yours. That's what I said. And then all of a sudden, I was changed, and and my motives and wants and everything were different. And I wanted to forgive and and wanted to know God. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to to do the stuff I wanted to go to church like that was one thing I was like what I hated going to church and like I did it was so boring it was a little old church with little old people <laughs> and I remember that Sunday I went there it must have been the next day or something and there was probably like I don't know maybe 20 people there and I was crying louder than the worship was going like so much and my mom was upset me crying too but uh but i i didn't take any thought of that i i didn't think oh i have to try to have faith mm. I, I didn't think of that at all you just knew you were forgiven I, I didn't even know that i just heard a story that god is real and that he does miracles and i'm like if this god is real i want to know you like that's what i I didn't say it out of my mouth, but that's in my heart. Like, I want, this God is something that I want to know, you know? And I heard, my, if you haven't heard my testimony, my cousin told me how he, how he got saved and he was a drug dealer and all this stuff. And I'm like, if you can change him, like, surely you can help me, you know? And, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. And I think now, as Christians, like, how have we just screwed up faith so bad where we have to know all this stuff, and like you have to go to, you have to read your Bible, you have to go to church, you have to go to uni to learn about God. Like that's not even biblical. Like, just believe. David David Hogan says to his the people when when they get saved, he's like, now if you can believe, you can raise the dead, and people do like right away. Or like nothing's impossible. Like. If you, what you just did, you just have to do for that. 
And like when it comes to healing too, like it's it's not just like, oh, I pray for you or to be healed in Jesus' name and, and walk away. It should be like that. It, they should get healed instantly. That's the authority we have, but sometimes it doesn't. What we have to do is fight, continue. If you really believe, you're going to stay there until it's healed, whatever it is. I've heard so many stories of people praying for people for hours and days and weeks. Have people on rotation coming to their house, laying hands for weeks. And it's like a roster until they're healed, until they're healed. Like, we're not there. I'm not there yet. I want to be. <laughs> I want to make more of an effort, you know? Like, it doesn't need to be. The Bible says that we should, we're commanded to be like Jesus and that we can do the things that he did and even greater things. So he only prayed for one person more than once anywhere in the Bible, and he got healed within a couple seconds, you know? Like, that's our inheritance. That's what we can get to. Like, it's not a building up thing. It's just a believing thing. There's, a, there's only one instance of so where he put the mud on the guy's eyes or he did something to yeah. his eyes, and he said, what do you see? So I see... See trees walking like trees, around. So I think, and then he did something else, and then now it was clear. Like, yeah. That's the only instant. Everything else was... Yeah, everything else was instant, like, like that. Yeah. That was what, well, maybe a couple seconds. <laughs> the lepers, when in the they middle. walked away, they, were they healed yeah. instantly? Or were they healed as they walked? Are they healed as they walked? Yeah. There's also that guy, he said, go bathe in the pool of pool Salome. Of yeah, that's right. And then he, he did that, and then he came up healed, you know? Mm. Yeah. The apostles healed people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? Mm. yeah. So where did it all stop? <laughs> right here. <laughs> right here. That's where you know, it stopped. It must have been happening, and then yeah. somehow it stopped happening. Well, the church, church, the early Christian church was growing rapidly, really fast, and then I think where it really just went for a nosedive is when I think what was it the. The Romans made Christianity one of their religions. And then it was amongst all the other gods that you could add Christianity to that. And then just like, huh. Mm. Yeah. However it happened, you know? But like, and there's been years and times and seasons in life where, but I mean, the end is coming soon. So I feel like this is a time right now in history where. There's so many moves of God and all this teaching that's actually old teaching is coming back. Like just the stuff I'm listening with John G. Lake, like like he he had books and stuff that his second wife, he wrote out all of her all of his sermons and stuff. So without her there would we'd have nothing written that he ever said. But uh so there's books and stuff uh about him and in the publishers the Christian publishers who published the books, they re-edited all those books because they didn't believe what he believed. So it's not even what he said, like some of the things, you know? So like this, that, that kind of stuff. But where it stops is right, right here in our heart and my actions and my hands and feet. And we, I feel like the, the church <coughs> nowadays has 
is way, way overloaded with teaching. And there's nobody, no, sorry, not nobody. There's few people that are doing what the Bible says. It's like, you, you don't need all this teaching. Like, you need to do what the teaching says. Like, that's it. Bible says that knowledge puffs up. Eventually, it'll make make you think you got a big head and you're smart, and you, you can debate anyone, mm -hmm. and you can have the right answer, and your life is the same. Come to him like a little child. Yeah, but like <laughs> if you, you don't need uni degrees and all the rest of it. Don't need don't like need. those things are great. Go ahead and yeah, get them. Yeah, but like has to be accompanied with you doing mm. what it says like it has to or else you just think you're smart and then you're showing that you're not by yourself when you look in the mirror you're like oh i haven't changed that what the bible says isn't really working in my life you know and then all of a sudden you have a crisis in your life what do i actually believe is this real or not it's whatever you know So yeah, um, the few scriptures I want to read here, just from that last point that I said, when, when you see what God would change, do it. Don't take thought of it, take action. Mm -hmm. And show you believe by what you do. So in First uh, John three nineteen, it says, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. I always say I always say that I like paraphrase that like God is not gonna ask what did you believe he's gonna show you this is what you believe <coughs> by what you did did you believe that if you lay hands on a sick to recover oh yeah yeah I believe that um don't really see you doing that anywhere you never did that once you know <laughs> thought about it over here it never never really took that step you know? And uh, Luke 3, 8, this John the Baptist talking, says, uh, prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. Or what we would say now, like, oh, we're safe, we're Christians. I said the prayer, you know? That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. I don't say I'm safe, I'm going to heaven. I said the prayer, you know, I'm, I'm good. I go to church, I read my Bible, I'm a good Christian. <laughs> According to what? According to who, you know? I feel like this message is like very, very, very basic, but very, very like not preached, you know? Because most Christians, when they hear this, will feel condemned. They'll feel condemned. Oh, I'm not a good Christian. I should do better. Like, oh, I want to hear something happy and clappy and my blessings and whatever. Like, like it's, it's sad. Like, there's no condemnation in Christ. The Bible says, like, you, you can't have it unless you choose to have it, you know? Jesus is not going to condemn you for not doing these things. 
you believe that he's the son of God and that he rose from the dead, you'll be saved. And then all that other stuff is bonus. And like you're going to see all the things that you could have done or had or whatever. And like he's going to show you all these things that, that could have happened here on this earth, how you could have lived, how you could have made the sea stop and the, and the rain stop and the, and the deaf sea and, the, and whatever. Anything that you believe, Matthew 21, 22 says, all things whatsoever you shall ask for in prayer, believing you can receive. You will receive. And then he's like, whoa, I could have had that then? Yeah, you could have. Hmm. Well, you didn't, you didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. Just kept listening to it. <laughs> kept listening to the podcasts, you know? <laughs> kept going to Bible study. have my notes to does anyone have any things to say about that I have my notes to read all of Hebrews 3 it's not very long 17 no, 19 verses. Uh, Hebrews 3 in the NLT version says. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as uh, a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who builds everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as a son, is in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house, if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled. When they tested me in the wilderness, there your ancestor tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them and I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day, while it is still today, that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. I'm just going to stop there for a bit. Deceived by sin and hardened against God. This is what happens when we don't do what God says. We get hardened against God. Verse 14, 
for if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs in Christ. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. So your heart is where you believe, remember? As Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God, even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. Does anyone feel uplifted? Yeah. <laughs> <Encouraged>. <laughs> mm. Now, honestly, how, how does everyone feel when they hear hear God's word? Like that was just all God's word. Just. Mm. Yeah, I think it's something that we should always pray for is to keep our hearts soft. So like when you read that sort of stuff, you go, well, you know, I, I see there are times when I've, my heart's been hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just done what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, spent mm-hmm. days and days doing stuff, you know, and then go, oh, I haven't spoken to God. I haven't got for God, and, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And that, and it just, it's like a, it's like a scale that builds up. I feel like that's the way it works too if we if we are in our word all the time and hanging out with Jesus and talking to him then you don't see those effects but when you skip a day skip two days and skip three days it doesn't take another three days to get back it takes six days yeah. and then you think oh I might watch a movie tonight. Yeah. And you get into the habit of watching movies. Yeah. You know, you then you got to finish that series, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you go, and you think, oh, that wasn't a very good episode. It was pretty, that was pretty horrible, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, why am I watching it? Like, you know. Yeah. I'm sort of reflecting on how I think about Christianity, you know, I think how, you know, what is my faith? And we're talking about that. Aren't yeah. We? Thinking about that. like I just and I and I sort of the term that comes to mind in a way is we can fall into a sort of like a selfish Christianity. Mm. You know, like a Christi- I can fall into a Christianity which is about my feelings and it's kind of mm. the boundaries of it is pretty much me. Yeah. You know how I feel? Do I feel? You know, and and and, and I think you know when, when we talk about. Even if you understand and you believe God's grace, it's like we can. I think I could still live a life which is not thinking about the good I can do or the needs of others. Yeah, it's like it's a fairly comfortable, you know, mm. existence. And 
So, you know, I'm just reflecting on that, thinking, yeah. what do I choose to believe? What yeah. sort of Christianity am I going to live? Is it going to be a self-feelings-based me one? Yeah. Or is it, going to, is it going to be a me one, or is it going to be a others one? Yeah, one? totally. That's just my own thing. Because you can even just do what Jesus says, but just for yourself. I'll pray for me when I'm sick. I'll, uh, you know, like I'll lay hands on the sick. <laughs> lay, lay hands on myself. I'll, I'll pray for myself. I'll, I'll believe. I'll believe that my circumstances will change. You know, I'll believe the stuff that benefits me will change. You know, I can love myself, but you can't deny yourself. You can't it's love like you. very inward. Our church inward. life is very inward instead of outward, isn't it? Yeah. Even our own, um, like we, we talk often about this, you know, the self-analysis. You know, like a lot of today is looking inside. Yeah, totally. You know, um, even in the world structure of things, it's, you know, looking inside and taking stock of yourself and mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, being in the moment, being in the presence and... But like, is that is that really how we're supposed to be? Do we are we supposed to analyze ourselves so much all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, should we just forget about that and look at others? You know, and, and be outward focused mm-hmm. and care for others mm-hmm. and not even think about. Because if we're doing if we're doing what God calls us to do, everything else will take care of itself, won't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like our we'll we'll have healthy healthy thoughts. Um, you know, because when you're thinking about others, you're not thinking about yourself. Mm. You're not thinking about, oh, how bad am I? <laughs> you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing that wrong? Yeah. I mean, that that whole thing is snuck into the church, like Christian counseling. I mean, the same thing. Yeah. It's just the world's way of doing it. Add Christian to it. Yeah. You know, mm. that whole topic annoys me a lot. But uh. Mm. I mean, mental health is such a huge thing these days. Like, is that because we become so self-focused? Yeah, you know, we're looking. We're even we're digging into about how I'm doing. We're not concerned about others. Yeah, or even not even how you're doing. Digging into your past. This is who I was. How do I get rid of this back here and 20 years ago or whatever? Like, that's what do you mean? Like, that's gone. Who cares? People are still saying, "Oh man," but you don't know what happened to me when I was younger. You're, you're 50 years old now. Like, that's 40 years ago. Like, let it go. <laughs> you know? I feel bringing that up, and that's why I can't do this now. Because my father let, never loved me when I was a kid. What, what does that matter? You have a new father. Yeah. yeah. Your, your line starts with Jesus. Yeah. That's Everything's it. Me. A new bloodline. None of those things pass on to you anymore, you know? Like it's, well, that's what the scripture old things, you're a new creation. Yeah. Old things have passed away. All things become new. Yeah. And you're loved. And I think it's also, a matter, it's kind of a, you know, a grey thing too. It's like, you know, there's a lot of things, I don't think it's necessarily the truth is either black or white. I mean, and, you know, I guess I'm also speaking from the perspective of one who's done some counselling studies and, mm. I mean, I think, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of great stuff that we, we've learnt. Maybe God's also revealed through, you know, psych- psychology and studies. I think there's some great things mm. in terms of, of that. But, you know, um, just, just, 
you know, being aware of your, of your thinking mm. uh, and, and thoughts. And I think there's been a lot of great stuff that we've come to learn. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, do we stay there? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think it's necessarily an either-and proposition. Mm. I think, you know, being, being mindful, you know, there's mm. some great stuff there. Yeah, There's some totally. really good stuff there. We, you know, we've got to recognise that. But, you know, but still do we... But all the same, do we live a selfish, self-focused yeah. thing with these new insights, or do we still reach out to others, forget it, forget ourselves? And yeah, that's I feel a challenge. It's like a like a both ends sort of thing. Or it's a subtle thing. No, I I hear that too. Like I'm actually I'm kind of speaking about that this Sunday about how like when we um, like if we if we think about it now especially for someone who's been saved for a long time. I just think about myself. I find it almost sometimes hard to put myself in the shoes of someone who doesn't know Jesus. How do they think? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they act? Their emotions, you know? Like, I'm, I've put myself and chose to be so far removed from that old person and renewed my mind so much, you know, and walked out the things that I know to do whatever and I was just thinking today how like when I got saved or before that like what Jesus saved me from the person that I was like oh my goodness I was so lonely I was so had no hope you know mm. had no whatever dreams I had for the futures just like there was how could I get there you know just there was nothing there was no help. I was by myself. You know, I was was single. You know, <laughs> all the things I wanted were somewhere else, and everyone else had what I wanted, and I tried to get it the way I got it, and it always ended up in loneliness and whatever. So, like, like seeing, looking back to see what God has saved you from, and then looking forward to Jesus, like Paul says, I. You know, he said it. It's like, I don't look back anymore. It's that I look forward to the calling of Christ, you know, to what he's done. Like, you can, you can see back to what, that's why it's like the analogy of like why there's, when you're in a car, you got a big windscreen, and then you got a really small rearview mirror. And it's to glance what's back there, you know? You don't focus on that or else you die, you know? You crash. <laughs> you focus what's in front of you. You can glean from the, from the past you don't live there, mm. yeah. right? I, I would, I mean, I'm just one person that would say counselling uh, and, and psychological with a Christian is just so important for, for, for healing, you know. And yeah, I, I can, think... Uh, it's just powerful, and I encountered God through that mm. as well, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not now just making an argument for, <laughs> for that. But I'm just saying that, that it's you know God has you know, can, can really work powerfully yeah. through the dynamics of um, you know counselling and good counselling and, and tuning into stuff and, and so on. It's powerful, absolutely. I only kind of agree because mm. I think trauma can bring like a demonic sort of an open door for Like a, a wound, God can take that away. Such, like a festering wound, basically, from mm. something.
something that's happened, you know, your childhood or whatever that has to be addressed. I mean, that's a whole other topic besides that, but I just, I don't want to share right now, but like, <laughs> like that, I just want to do what I see Jesus doing. Example. So if there's a demon to be cast out, just cast it out. You know? If he says you're new, then you're new. And if we believe that and we continue to renew our mind with it, then like Holy Spirit is our counselor, right? Like ultimately he's the one that we're even the a counselor that's doing it, like a Christian counselor is relying on the counselor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Right? So that's how it's meant to work. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good thought. Like, how are we walking our Christian life? Mm-hmm. Is it self, self-focused or not? Yeah, our focus has Just uh, there's work to do in the kingdom of God, isn't there? There's work out there, yeah. you know. Loads. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. God's been real. Yeah, I've shrink back so much, but yeah, yeah there's so much. There's, there's things as a church, you know, um, in, in, the, in the era of Ballina, that if we recognized, you know, um, the need out there, and, and there's things happening already. Yeah. I acknowledge that. But, you know, there's, there's, there's power in. Um, people rolling up our sleeves <laughs> and going, you know, um, there's needs here, right? And being moved and being big and organised and mm. I guess following the, the church as well. I, I just think um, God's been stirring me in that area. Yeah. And there's practical things that I'm, yeah, wanting to step into. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, just going, going back to the first question. Have I obeyed Jesus? Mm-hmm. What have you done that he has said to do? <laughs> no, I say like, if he said, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Not just, if you love me, you, you'll worship me. He doesn't say that. If you love me, you'll come to church and you'll go to Bible study and you'll read your Bible and you'll be a good person. No, I didn't say that. If you love me, you'll do my commands. And you know that the Bible, that there's, there's no meat, there's no meat in this Bible. It's all milk. It's just milk. There's no meat in here. Know where the meat is? You're right. Explain yourself. <laughs> Jesus said, the meat that I have is to do the will of God, the will of the one who sent me. What's, the meat that? is to do. Yeah. I don't know where that is exactly, but it's this, the story of uh, the woman at the well. In the, in the King James, it says, it says meat, like meat, food, whatever, same thing. 
the stuff that gives you what you need for a mature adult Christian, the mature adult Christians are the ones who are doing what God says. Everyone else is on milk. Just milk. The milk turns into meat when you do it. So we could ask ourselves, are we, are we mature? Do we want to be mature? Do we want to grow up? Or do we want to stay babies and be spoon-fed? And Because a spoon-fed person goes to someone, if I'm sick, I need to go to that person. I know they can pray for me and I'll be healed. A mature person says, I can believe that I'll be healed. You know? Mm. It's a simple thing like that. Mm. Like every Christian, whoever believes in Jesus has the same spirit of God that rose Jesus from the dead inside of them. Everyone has what everyone has. It's just some people choose to act it out and some people don't. That's all. It's the only difference from everyone that you hear or listen to or think is a great man or woman of God. It's the only difference. They act it out. And it's such a cool thing to think like that. Because when you think, whoa, there's only one thing stopping me. Me doing it. I don't need another message. I don't need to go to another church. I don't need another podcast or a video, you know. Those things are great, and I do them all the time. But what we need to do is to do. <laughs> yeah. There's one more scripture I want to read. Uh, last scripture, Hebrews 4, 6 to 7 says, So God's rest, this is just after what we just read, Hebrews 3. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So they didn't do what he said. So God sent another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later, in the words already quoted, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. So, don't harden our hearts like Israel. They never entered God's rest because of their unbelief, their unwillingness to act upon God's word. Mm -hmm. And they had like physical display of God's power every single day in those mm -hmm. 40 years. By night, there was fire. They had physical fire that they followed. <laughs> you know? Food fell from heaven every single day. Their clothes didn't wear out for 40 years. Their sandals walking around. Never wore out. Just miracle after miracle. You know? Mm. But the only difference was they didn't do what God said. They just didn't believe him. Yeah. So I really felt to share this today because like it's it's on my heart and I know like I know you guys that come here want to grow. You want to grow in God. You want to you don't come here because it's a nice thing to do, you know? This is late at night on <laughs> a Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> me too. It's always fast in bedtime on Thursdays. <laughs> but like, 
it's really it is really simple like like what i said before anything that you see in anybody that you think is is a mature christian or or whatever you have the same thing that they have there's just one difference and whatever that thing that you're thinking about that you don't have or don't know how to do, you haven't done it or you're not doing it. And it's not a one-off. It's every day, all the time. That's our new life. It's our new inheritance. We have that authority and power. And you grow. You grow. And we've got to be abiding in the vine. Yeah. Okay. Like you have to be. If we're, if we're all babies drinking milk and then we start doing it, like after a baby, like when a baby grows and they stop, they're off milk, they start walking around, bumping into things, hurting themselves, doing things wrong, whatever. Like God allows for that. It's fine. You're doing it. You're growing up. You're working out your salvation. You're actually working it out. Like what it means to be saved. It's not just to do and be a robot. Mm. You get to. Yeah. God's like, here's this huge bundle of power and love and grace and gifts and perfection and everything. Here it is. Go make a mess. You know? <laughs> like go do. Go do what you can do. Play around. And you'll show yourself and everyone, the devil and God, that you believe. You're doing it. And then you'll learn along the way. I mean, that's how I, that's how I learn from everything, by doing. I was never very good at school. Just doing that that way. That way didn't really work. Only when I got out there and actually the physical things, that's where I learned how to do stuff. It's really hard because I can in those moments you think um I don't know I don't know there's a blockage but I just don't know what it is I always think I'm going to make a fool of myself yeah you can make a fool of yourself Christians would just be content with going to church on Sunday yeah. and just living they believe in Jesus but they don't even think about the fact that they could heal someone they don't even think that I mean there are groups of Christians don't even believe that miracles happen anymore yeah. like well, that's yeah. I, don't, I can't comprehend e even that. beyond that point like why are you a Christian mm. why why did Jesus die so you can go to heaven? To get other then kill yourself and go. Yeah. You know, like, if that's the point, yeah. 
which it's not. Like Jesus never talks about that. He talks about the kingdom of God, the way of living and being and acting here on earth. Well, he didn't never talk about it. He talked about heaven a little bit, what it's like. Yeah. But like... But even the revelations that I get, which are like so impacting, I still... A good thing to do. <laughs> I want to know now. I want to know. Oh, can I share it? Oh, you want to share it? Because it was really, really good. It was, it was awful. Did I tell you about the turtle? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll preface this, right? Yeah. We went to Heron Island for a holiday, and it's a research station for sea turtles. Yeah. There's all heaps of hatchlings there, and we're at the end of the season. We're very lucky to get to see them if we could, you know. Dirt walked around the island, she goes for walks all in the morning, did one big loop, then went around and decided to go for a second loop. And I decided to stay in bed. He she, missed out. I missed out. He missed out on the big Deb revelation. comes back and I said, oh, how was it, honey? This was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> what? You've just gone for a walk. I cried for days. And now, you can like now, share days. The, now share the story. Oh. So it was the first day we got, no, we got there on Friday. Yeah. We flew up to Gladstone Thursday. That's why we weren't here last Thursday. Went over to Heron on Friday. Saturday morning I wake up. I'm gonna walk around the island. It's like 20 minutes. It's a very, very small yeah. island. So I walked around, it was about 5.30. And then I thought, oh, I'll walk around again. So I got halfway around and I knew that we probably wouldn't see the turtle hatchlings because it was at the end of the season. But I'm walking and there was nobody there and there was two turtle hatchlings mm. come. I was so excited. They like literally, they full up in the wall. They go into the water and I went, oh my gosh. And I was, I was just so, I was down taking like selfies. You're supposed to keep a metre away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a $10,000 fire. They got into the water and I just, I just, I was just so excited I got to see them. Yeah. Anyway, and then um, wished, them on their, wished them on their well well journey. And then I looked up and there was a couple more coming down from the sand dunes. And um, I went, oh, this is really cool. So I went up a bit closer and just as I got there, a seagull came <laughs> and dive bombed and took one. Mm. And I was in shock. I didn't even know they did that. <laughs> I thought seagulls ate hot chips, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I took this baby turtle and I turned into this crazy person. <laughs> and I'm running and flapping my arms and I'm shouting and drop it, drop it. <laughs> and these two guys come walking up the beach and I'm crying. <laughs> and I said, I know I look like a crazy person, but I'm really not. I said, the seagull's taken the, the turtle. And um, just as I turned around, the seagull dropped it. And then they said, they, they were like calm and normal people. And then they said, oh yeah, that happens. And that's only one in 1,000 turtles that survive. And I went, oh, okay. Anyway, so I hovered over these two turtles. One was on its back, because it just got dropped from a great height. And um, so I got a stick and I flicked it over and I got them down into the water and the guys helped me um, get them out far enough so that 
um, seagulls couldn't dive bomb them. And off I went, I went, okay, save the turtles, done a good thing. Anyway, the guys walked off and I'm watching these turtles um, um, go in the water and I turned around and I looked up at the sand dunes and there was dozens of seagulls dive bombing, like the whole nest must have erupted <laughs> of these hatchlings. And I've just fallen on my knees and I'm just crying and then all of a sudden I went from seeing in the natural to seeing in the spiritual mm. and I saw like the seagulls as like the deceiver, mm. as the, the evil powers of the world and they were just dive bombing and stealing, stealing God's creation, stealing people's hearts, stealing people's lives and destroying them and I'm just there, I'm on the beach and I'm just weeping. It's like I felt God's heart for his Good. people. Yeah. And I just went, I can't let I can't let people die. I can't let people not know about Jesus. Mm. And uh, I just thought we we need to start being like crazy people. We need to start telling people that there's a saviour that they're loved, that they're cared for, that, you know, that he sees them, that they're covered, that they're redeemed, that they're whole. And, um, yeah, and it just, it seemed to take, like I was there for, like, it seemed like I was there for hours and it was only like moments and the seagulls dispersed because they'd eaten all the turtles mm. and they got, they destroyed the whole nest. Everything was gone. So I picked myself up, walked back. I was shaking. I was just crying, wasn't I? It was, it was awful. I was a mess. And I got back and like Stuart's just all fresh out of bed. And he's going, oh my God, it's hell God. God, help me help out God. It's like the turtles. Seagulls are taking the turtles, but it wasn't about the seagulls and it wasn't about the turtles, it was about mm. us like yep. telling people and mm. just that that there's there's so many people just coming to hell because we don't do our job. Mm. We don't do what Jesus told us to do. And that's my turtle story. That is a very good turtle story. I was like, I cried on and off for two days because every time I saw a seagull, I'm like, I'm going to cough it up. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fat seagulls going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking when you, before you said that, um, there's, I don't know if anyone would be able to do it on the days, but uh, next month, from the 15th to the 19th, uh, a group of leaders from YWAM Gold Coast are going to come here. They're going to they're going to join us on Thursday on, for this Thursday Bible study. There's seven of them, and they're going to they they prayed and they felt God say to do outreach here in Ballina. So they're coming down here for for the week and next month, fifteenth to the nineteenth. So Monday to Friday. And we're going to go out at least one day and do evangelism, tell people about Jesus. 
I don't know when that day is exactly. I'll, I'll know by next Thursday. And everyone's welcome to come. It'd be good to... Could we do it at night as well? Or if people are working so people can't see us? <laughs> Jump out of the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, it's just working it out with their schedule and stuff, right? But uh, I think it would be good, like, even if you're not confident in doing that yourself, seeing something, seeing people that are, mm-hmm. seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, just like what I was saying at the beginning, like Jesus model. Come, come with me, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. And you have an example. Mimic me. Do what I do. Say what I say. Act the way I act, you know? So, think about that, that week. And I think that would be actually a, probably a really good thing to do at, in this group, maybe once a uh, I don't know, month or two or something like that, you take this time and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Go to a coffee shop, mm-hmm. whatever. Go to a different location, and night. when we see people. Night. Night. <laughs> Thursday, isn't Thursday night like late night shopping or whatever? Who could come earlier than seven? Mm. Really? I can't. Well, yeah. That um, model that you were saying, I was just thinking um, when we teach kids, it's the same model is I do, yeah. we do, you do, and mm. it's just exactly the same. I didn't realize how old it was. Yeah. Such an old model to have. I mean, that was our motto in YWAM. Do first, then teach. Yeah. Yeah. Do first, you watch me, then I'll tell you what to do. Mm. Then you have an example. You've seen it. You've heard it. You've seen the result. Mm. You can do the same thing. Those are good first steps. Really good. Thanks for sharing that, Dave. Yeah, that was awesome.